In response to two fatal shootings a week apart, the National Security Council held an emergency meeting in response to the incidents. As of our deadline, two people died, eight hurt in two separate incidents in different locations in Georgetown. His Excellency Governor Martin Roper says while both cases remain under active investigation by police, the National Security Council met for a briefing from the police commissioner. The director of Customs and Border Control also attended the meeting, providing updates on efforts to intercept illegal firearms entering through the Cayman Islands ports. Expressing confidence in police and acknowledging the immediate focus is on catching all perpetrators and those involved in the crimes, the governor also noted it will take the full cooperation of the community to identify those involved and remove illegal firearms from the streets. The National Security Council has agreed to a series of measures, increased armed patrols in high-incident areas and at liquor-licensed premises, increases in vehicle checks along roadways to run in parallel with Operation Quaker, an increase in CCTV coverage on major roadways and in known hotspots, and the offering of a significant monetary award of $50,000 through Crime Stoppers for information leading to arrests or confiscation of illegal firearms. We're told there are other measures being actively considered. Those will be announced at a later date. The National Security Council meets again on Tuesday, July 13th. RCIPS Deputy Commissioner Kurt Walton tells Radio Cayman police are actively investigating the mass shooting at Vicks Bar on Seymour Drive in Georgetown early Friday morning. Additional officers have been called out to assist with this investigation, and we are working as quickly as we can to gather all evidence from the scene. We are asking for everyone's support and cooperation during this process. The public safety is our priority, and we won't leave any stone unturned in our investigative efforts. One person was killed, five others injured and taken to the hospital in the shooting. It is the second fatal shooting in a week, as we've mentioned. The first was July 1st, when 36-year-old Mark Andre Ebanks was shot and killed and three others injured on Martin Drive in Georgetown. We also have an update in connection with the Martin Drive incident. Police say they did arrest a second man, a 29-year-old from Northside, on suspicion of murder on Thursday. He, along with the other man, a 31-year-old from Georgetown, who was arrested on suspicion of murder on Tuesday in relation to the same incident, they've both been granted police bail with strict conditions. The matter remains under investigation. No shots were fired during an arrest in Prospect this afternoon. That, according to police, who say just after 2.30 p.m., officers conducted a proactive operation in the vicinity of Mahogany Way in Prospect. They stopped a vehicle and arrested a 35-year-old Georgetown man on suspicion of attempted murder. This in relation to the aggravated burglary and shooting on Adonis Drive in West Bay on the 26th of June. He remains in custody as the investigations continue. Police also say they're investigating a report of an armed robbery about 2.50 in the morning Thursday on Smith Road, west of Hulda Avenue. They say a man had been standing on the roadside just across from a bar when he was approached by two masked men. One of them brandished a gun. The men robbed him of cash and personal items before leaving the scene. Police say it appears as though one shot was fired during the incident, but no one was hurt. This matter is also under investigation. If you have information, if you have information, contact Georgetown's CID at 949-4222, or you can make an anonymous tip to police on their confidential tip line at 949-7777. In other local news, the K-Health program is expanding. Radio K-Man's Carsley Fuller explains. Fell Services Authority says it is improving access to primary health care for people across the Cayman Islands by expanding the K-Health program. 
K-Health serves clients from the Needs Assessment Unit, a subsidiary of the Department of Children and Family Services. This expansion will now include anyone receiving care through the NAU, up from a small sample size of the population initially used. The Health Services Authority says with the cost of health care in this population group rapidly rising and with the high-risk health care conditions common in this group, it's paramount that efficient, timely, and cost-effective care is the foundation of the K-Health program. Originally launched back in 2010, the K-Health program is designed to ensure continuity of care by pairing individuals with their preferred general practitioner who will be their primary physician and will provide quality medical care, maintain their medical records, and assist them by coordinating any referrals they may have for additional care. Those in the program will also have the benefits of accessing care at the health center in the district they live, and the healthcare team at their healthcare centers will coordinate access to specialists and overseas care if necessary. Clients in the sister islands will access care from any of the five physicians at the Faith Hospital. An assignment of a preferred general practitioner will be decided based on the physician from whom the medical care is usually received. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. In the coming weeks, those getting assistance through the Department of Children and Family Services will receive personal correspondence advising of the assignment to a primary care physician, as well as further details on the program. If you see a green iguana, give the Department of Environment a call. Radio K-Man's Dion Anglin has the latest on the call. The 2021 breeding season for the invasive green iguanas began in earnest in Cayman this summer, with the calling station getting its first hatchlings turned in on June 15th, suggesting a, quote, relatively late season this year. According to the DOE's Flickr magazine, only 45 hatchlings were turned in by July 1st. As green iguanas continue to be harder and harder to find due to the lower population numbers and remaining iguanas being very wary of human activity, cull organizers are urging residents of Grand and came in to call the new Green Iguanas hotline with any sightings. The number is 927-2302. That's 927-2302. Acting on responses from the public is a new emphasis of the control efforts to keep the colors active and make removal efforts more effective. The DOE wants to continue the pressure on this invasive species at a critical point in its life cycle. The DOE has received a number of reports from the public concerned that iguana numbers appear to be on the increase in their area. However, this can be most likely attributed to breeding season, making the iguanas more active and visible as they seek mates and nesting sites. Numbers of green iguanas received at the culling station have correspondingly increased a little with numbers averaging 250 per day during the six-day week. As of July 1st, 31,076 iguanas had been removed from Grand Cayman in 2021, which brings the total of iguanas removed since the start of the program in October 2018 to just under 1.29 million. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. As the world settles into its second year of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Cayman Islands on Sunday marks one year without local transmission of the disease. The first case was reported on March 13, 2020. A series of public safety measures, strict border control and travel regulations, as well as tech-monitored quarantines and contact tracing have all been vital to help the nation curb the spread, one of only a handful worldwide to achieve this milestone. It's really great news that we've made it through a whole year without one community case of transmission of COVID-19 disease. This is down to a lot of very hard work from a huge number of people. While reflecting on the past and expressing gratitude to the long list of people who helped get the islands to where they are today, Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee is also looking ahead to the near future. As we move towards the reopening of the country, please do remember that if you're not vaccinated, 
If you're vulnerable or elderly, you should consider wearing masks in indoor spaces and to keep your distance from people. We'll realise that the quarantine time for some people has gone down to five days and there is a slightly increased risk of transmission of COVID with that. Um, so we just need to be aware um, and to take care of ourselves and of all of our community. Dr. Lee says it is important to remember that the best way to protect is to get vaccinated against COVID-19 because then the virus can't jump from person to person so easily, making it harder to multiply and harder to mutate. You can hear more from Dr. Lee on CIGTV through the weekend. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.